money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. As we continue the meeting today, for those of you guys who are online, uh, we're going to go through the market update. And for those of you guys in person, we're going to do the same thing. So every single time we get together, we talk about what's going on in the market and we talk about what to expect and what that looks like for not just the rest of 2021, but also what that looks like for 2022. So for us, as if you've been investing this year, it's probably been the best investing year that you've ever seen. Specifically, uh, those full year sales are up and they're expected to be up somewhere between the 10 to 15% year over year range. Um, and on average in Texas, uh, they're probably close to about 8%. Each one of the different markets is a little bit different, also dependent upon how much inventory is uh, there is. And our year over year sales price uh, is expected to be up up to 25% higher this year than what it was last year. So for those of you guys who are already own uh, property, right, especially those of you guys who are holding it, uh, you're watching that uh, now. It does come with a with a small price. So what it, for for those of you guys who own a home or own rental properties, what have you been getting in the mail over the last uh, few weeks? Your property tax bill. Your property tax bill. And sir, you've got this look on your face like you're kind of upset about that, right? Okay, okay. And then, and then, and then you guys kind of probably, I'll tell you, um, are the, I'll ask a question uh, if you don't mind answering it. Um, are the properties that you own, do you have a PITI loan? So your payment includes taxes and insurance? Okay. So it's not as tough of a time for you in that November, December, January timeframe. Sir, are your uh, taxes escrowed? A couple of them are, and a couple of them are not. Phil and I are in the same boat. So what that means for us is December and January get a little stressful because we are writing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of checks, right? That's a little stressful around the holidays, right? When you're also trying to buy, you know, buy, buy stuff. Uh, but I will tell you, um, I, I've changed my perspective on it completely. And uh, I help other real estate investors change their perspective on it as well. Uh, one of my very dear friends has a property that has gone up um, about a million dollars since the time that she initially invested in it. And as a result, her property taxes are very high. They're over $20,000 a year. And every year she complains about that. And I always think, you're so cute. So cute complaining about your property taxes. And then I say, yeah, I just want to let you know that at my last Real Estate Investor Association meeting, I took a poll um, and it went something like this. So my friend has a property that went from $100,000 to well over a million dollars. Her property taxes have gone up to, will you raise your hand if you feel sorry for her? Oh, look, no one. Hold on, I'm going to do a scan of the room. Raise your hand if you feel sorry for her. Oh, look, I just want to prove it to her. Oh, yeah, no one, no one on that side. No one on that side. Anybody there? No, no one. Yeah, no one. We took a poll. No, you, one person was just moving her hair around. Uh, but we took a poll. Just want to just want to uh, make sure everyone is aware of that we took a poll. No one feels sorry for you when your property taxes are going up because you're crying all the way to the bank. And guess what? 
no one, no one, no one cares. No one feels sorry for you, right? It's still one of the best investments that you've made. And the also really cool thing about seeing this property values go up, especially when you're buying hold, is how much are you paying in property taxes on the increase in value year over year over year? How much are you paying in? I'm sorry, in income taxes? That would be none. You don't pay any income taxes on that value going up until the time that you actually exit out of that property, which time you pay a capital gains tax rate as opposed to an income tax rate. So again, is anybody feeling sorry for you? And the answer is. Nope, 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 no one. So why are we, why, what's y'all's guess in terms of why we are seeing these uh, property um, sales prices go up so much year over year? <laughs> basic laws of uh, economics and basic laws of Californians moving to Texas. I think you said it, you said it perfectly. So it is a combination of uh, the supply and demand. As supply goes down, as demand goes up, we see a very high increase in the sales price, right? Uh, now, so the, the people that I see it bother the most are who? Who does it bother the most? The people who have been living here for a long, long, long time. They're, they're, they're upset, right? But the people who just moved here from San Francisco, right? They're thrilled, right? They're, they're beyond thrilled in terms of what they, th what they can get. So I will tell you, uh, you need to change your perspective a little bit. Uh, get over being upset about it. No, no offense, but get over getting upset about it because this is where the world is, right? Uh, and the only thing that we can control when, when this happens and kind of wrecks our towns, uh, which I know we felt like that over for a long time, is that uh, uh, the only thing we can control, and then of course what we do about it, right? So, uh, you know, for anybody who's upset who, you know, because Californians are, are taking over Texas, that's, that's, that's okay. Just, just, you know, if you can't beat them, then join them. What does that mean? Just sell them a property for more than what you are willing to pay for it. And guess what? You're thrilled. You make money and they're thrilled. They get still a better deal than what they got in San Francisco. Right? So, um, uh, easy. Don't, if you can't beat them, uh, join them. I have, uh, several items uh, here that are listed that are the reasons why our inventory is so low. Uh, mostly uh, all of these things are supply and demand related. So we have a much uh, big reduction in supply over the last two years, uh, even more so than ever, and a very high increase in demand over the last two years, even more than ever. And some of these things are going to be lingering for a long time for us. So um, I think that we're going to be in this up market for a very long time. And by say, when I say up market, I mean uh, increase in both the total sales volume as well as increase in the average and medium price. And as we go through the market update presentation, I'm going to do a go through the roll up of all things Texas. So all of the sales in Texas. And then after that, I'll break down some of the major uh, markets in Texas. So last month, the average price in uh, Texas was $376,000. So it was up 14% year over year. Let me see if I can put this in keynote mode all the way. Ah, there we go. Is that better? Can you guys see it okay? All right, fantastic. So uh, average sales price up 14% year over year. Days on market dropped from 48 days to 31 days. Uh, last month, sales were down year over year. They were down 6%. I don't want anybody to walk out of this meeting and say, I guess it's over. I guess I got here too late. I guess I waited too long. Uh, because at the end of 2020, it was a blowout 2020, right? 
Uh, so the selling season lasted way beyond the normal summer months and continued into the winter months. So we're comparing that blowout end of 2020. Now, just to uh, give you guys uh, some perspective, um, we are still ahead uh, in terms of year-to-date sales, up 7% year-to-date. Uh, so even though the sales were down last month, and they may be um, uh, about the same as they were as we finish out November, because pending sales last month ended at up 3%. Pending sales is our closest leading indicator of what closed sales will be next month. So up 3%. Usually it can kind of fluctuate, you know, 3% either way, but still that's going to be strong for our year-to-date numbers, up 7%. And especially with as little inventory as we have in the market right now. So right now we are at 1.6 month supply of inventory, uh, which basically means that, you know, we put a property on the market. It's typically under contract uh, within the first 30 days, right? In some cases within the first 30 minutes of us putting it on the, con uh, uh, on the market. Uh, so it's, it is a struggle to be able to maintain higher year over year sales when you have such little inventory, but somehow we've been able to do that uh, even over the last two years. Average price in Texas up 19% year over year. The Houston market, the sales price average was 378,000 up 13% last month. Uh, closed sales were down 5% at just under 8,700. Pending sales, however, were up 8%. So that's it's going to be, a, looks like a good number as we finish out November. And then if you look at the year-to-date sales in, Santo and, uh, in Houston, pardon me, uh, which is the, at, at the bottom, the year-to-date sales are up 13% year over year, and the average price is up 16% year over year. Uh, for the San Antonio market, the October data has the average price at 356000 the median price in San Antonio has been just kind of bumping up against that $300,000 mark. Uh, even though when I first started investing in San Antonio, that number looked closer to about 150,000 20 years ago. Now I sound like I'm the one who needs to be slapped in the face, right? Uh, but uh, still uh, great numbers that we're putting up here in San Antonio uh, and still a, a very affordable market compared to the other major markets around Texas. Uh, sales last month were down in San Antonio, in San Antonio by 5%, and sa pending sales were flat year over year. So uh, right now we're probably going to be sticking pretty close to an increase in year over year sales at about 6%, uh, versus the, uh, but the average price will be up 16% year over year because we only have a 1.3 month supply of inventory. And right now houses are on the market only 29 days before they're going under contract. In Austin, that average price is 565000 which was up 21% year over year. Uh, days on market, a very short 20 days. Uh, months of inventory in Austin right now. Um, one month of inventory. For those of you guys who are saying, well, I know what days on market is, uh, but what is months of inventory? So I'll, I want to explain that. Um, months of inventory basically says, it means if we stopped listing houses today, if we stop listing houses today, based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, how long would it take before we were completely out of an inventory of homes for sale? And in this case, that is one month. So we have a one month supply of inventory of sellers stop listing houses. Now, typically that number is somewhere between, oh, it's about six months of inventory. So we have uh, one, you know, tenth, one fifteenth of the number of normal inventory that we would typically have 
uh, in this in this market. So that's why uh, we are seeing um, those average prices go up so much because of that uh, economic supply and demand information, right? We were talking about earlier. Uh, pending sales are down, but they're only down 1.4% uh, versus where they were at the end of October of 2020. So that means we'll probably have a pretty strong uh, November as we finish out November in Austin as well. Uh, Year-to-date sales in Austin are the lowest they're up but they're the lowest up and that's primarily because we don't have any homes to sell in austin right so if we had more homes in austin do you think we would be selling significantly more properties and the answer is oh yes uh without question uh and i also want to uh point out um well i'll finish this part of the slide but the year-to-date average price uh, in austin is up 31 percent year over year now, the thing that I think is probably uh, one of the most fascinating things out there is our, our total pending sales are the exact same as our total active listings. So normally pending sales are um, maybe a third of what active listings are. Uh, so that's, that's something very unusual. And you never see those closed sales be at about the same number as the active sales are. Again, normally closed sales is about one third of the total number of active listings, if not you know, one sixth of the total number of active listings. So you can see why that might be both affecting that and increasing that average price, as well as putting some downward pressure on the total number of sales that can happen. So San Antonio's uh, again in this uh, market, not far behind Austin. For Dallas and Fort Worth, Dallas and Fort Worth, ah, average price 415,000 up 15% versus where we were last year. Closed sales were down 9% in Dallas last month and pending sales are down 2%. The most interesting thing about Dallas is Dallas is the only market, the only market that has a reduction so far this year in year to date total sales the only market, which is kind of uh, fascinating and interesting. Um, now they say uh, in, uh, that as Dallas goes, so does the rest of Texas. So Dallas is kind of the leading indicator for the rest of Texas, with the exception of Houston, because Houston's so, um, uh, so uh, is still so very driven uh, by the oil markets, right? So Houston is its own animal. Uh, but this is uh, the first time, the first month in terms of our year-to-date numbers that have re reported a, uh, a decrease in year-to-date sales. Um, obviously not the first time on a monthly basis, but again, you got to remember what we are dealing with uh, here. And I'll just finish. Uh, year-to-date average price was up 21%, again, because of that lack of inventory. So when we uh, go through and kind of dig into why those active sales or why those uh, total sales are down, uh, we do have to understand and remember where we were uh, in, in November of 2020, right? Uh, and, and what was going on, not just throughout uh, Texas, but also throughout the world. Uh, and then what we were doing uh, or not doing uh, in March, April, May, June, right? Which basically, we're all sitting in our homes. And the second that we got out of our homes, everyone decided that they wanted to buy another home, right? Uh, so we are, we're dealing with... Um, uh, that explosion of sales uh, for the last half of 2020. And even though our sales are very strong, if you look at 2021 versus 2019, and 2021 follows the normal distribution curve, right? So the normal distribution curve is basically January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. 
So 2021 is following that curve. And if you compare 2021 versus 2019, we're doing, and even 2021 versus 2020, we're doing exceptionally well, even for most of the markets on a year-to-date basis. But 2020 looked more like January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Uh, so if you can see me on there, it's, it's just, it just kept going, right? Uh, so that's what we're looking at and that's what we're comparing to. And, uh, but remember our year-to-date numbers throughout Texas are, are still up, right? Uh, it's not over for us as real estate investors. And I will tell you, um, I typically don't like to forecast beyond a year in a normal market, um, and especially not in a completely abnormal or upside down market, which is what we're living through. But I will tell you, um, just at the rate that new builders are building homes, we will not have enough inventory for at least the next three to five years. And the thing that I used to track that I didn't show a graph of it tonight, but are the building permits. So you can get the building permits from Texas A&M Real Estate Center. And if you look um, at the building permits, we're only just now building as many houses in Texas as what we built in 2006 and 2007. Yet we are selling 30 plus percent more properties than what we sold in 2006 and 2007. So if we're continuing at the same rate and we are making minor improvements in terms of the number of building permits in terms of the new houses, but we need to, we would need to make major um, uh, improvements uh, in terms of the, of the building permits to really have any effect at all on our inventory. And the way that um, they're doing it right now uh, is, is not going to turn out that way. And some of you guys may say, maybe saying, well, you know, someone's going to get in there and someone's going to build all these properties, right? It would make sense because there's a lot of money in building right now. Well, um, <laughs> what, what was interesting, and I, and I just found this out, I'm embarrassed uh, that I just found this out, uh, but every day you get to learn something new in real estate. Uh, but in, uh, after the 2008 uh, mortgage crisis, um, there were a set of laws uh, called Dodd-Frank. I don't know if any of you guys heard of this or remembered this, uh, but part of the, the laws in there um, were to limit a builder's ability to get loans on lots. Yeah. Well, because last uh, market cycle, we overbuilt. And, and, and you've, you've heard the saying, we're from the government and we're here to help. When you hear that, please run, okay? So, so, and all of these laws came out after, yeah, no, we already solved all the problems that needed to be solved. We let the markets handle it. You took two years to make the laws. We already, we're already cleaned up, right? Um, but this is a law that is getting in the way of builders' ability to build more properties. It's a little annoying, isn't it? Um, but, um, listen, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Uh, so, so, uh, our job, and I want every single one of you guys to, to be aware of this, your job as an entrepreneur, which we're all entrepreneurs in here. Yes, 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 yes. Um, your job as an entrepreneur is to look for the disruption in the market is to look for the disruption in the market, come up with a solution for that disruption, right? Put a process around it so you can hand that process to somebody else who works for you, right? So you can, you can scale your business while at the same time being heads up and looking for what? The next disruption, right? We're in the middle of a disruption. 
we're in a great disruption because I've invested when the markets were down in real estate. That's a much scarier disruption to invest in, right? But when the markets are up, it's a much more easy uh, disruption to be able to get in there and conquer. You do have to use different strategies. And as we go through the meeting, we'll share some of those different strategies. So uh, that's the market update. So thank you guys for joining us on that. And I also want to make sure you guys are aware of some of the cool stuff that we do as part of Texas RIA. So we're going to make a special announcement for this tonight. And I will tell you that um, how many of you guys rethought your life or rethought your business over about the last 22 months? Anybody? Yeah, a couple of you guys. Yep. So we rethought how we deliver information as part of Texas RIA's to the members of Texas RIA's, right? To to you guys. And when we, um, you know, first uh, when we first uh, started investing, we did exactly what you guys did, which is we joined our local and we modeled our real estate investor association after all the other real estate investors in America which is basically, hey, come with us uh, every month. We meet, we get together, we talk about real estate investing for about three hours, and then we send you on your way. At that pace, three hours a month, after somewhere between one and three years, you'll officially have enough money to be a real estate investor. But as we rethought how we did this, and we rethought the system, right, um, we, we realized, and as we talked to you guys, and we knew this ourselves, how many of you guys want to wait somewhere between one to three years to become a real estate investor? Yes. Oh, I did a poll of the room. The answer is no one, right? So what we've decided to do is to combine three years of real estate investing meetings into one three-day weekend course. Because what we found is that most investors are like you guys, which is, no, I don't want to wait three years to know everything. Now would be good. And so is now, right? So what we've done is we've put together a training uh, specifically for the members of Texas RIAs uh, that goes through the 12 investing strategies that we've used to stay unemployable over almost two decades of investing in real estate. Uh, and uh, we've learned how to make money every single time the phone rings. And what we found is that is your best way to be unemployable as a real estate investor. Find out how to solve problems. And that's something that we have um, uh, built our entire business around. We'll also go through what we call the 65 marketing strategies to be able to find off-market deals. Because what did I tell you is going on on the MLS right now? There's hardly any properties and all of those properties are going in many cases above list price, right? In fact, uh, in, in, in Texas last month, I think properties sold at 101% of list price, right? So how are you gonna make money buying at 101% of list price, full retail and above, and then try and go back and sell it in six months? Even if the value has gone up, it certainly has not gone up enough for that to be a deal, at least not one that's going to make you money, right? So we're going to go through the ways to find these properties that are off market, right? And get them before they even ever think about making it to the market. We're also going to give you what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor. So what does that look like? How many of you guys are a little nervous? Like, I don't know what to say when I talk to somebody. What do I say? What do I do? Oh, none of you. Really? Oh, okay. A couple of you guys. All right. Okay, good. So we're going to go over what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor to make sure you guys have that, uh, those exact words to make sure you guys are confident, right? Because there's a saying in sales, which is uh, a confused buyer does not buy, right? Let me tell you that it also extends to real estate. A confused seller does not sell. If you are not coming across as confident, like you've answered this question a thousand times, is it going to show up? 
Yes, it is, right? Yes, it is. So we're also going to go and give you access to some of the local partners that will help you build your personal business, gives you access to uh, the funding that you need to do your deals, and uh, love to get you signed up tonight. And one of the cool things that we're doing is while we're all still still wearing masks and while it's still this crazy upside down world, uh, what we started to do about 20 months ago is we started to offer this class for free. We are continuing to offer it for free, but only for those of you guys who give me a very warm round of applause and now would be good, okay? All right, good, all right, good. Thank you for that. Uh, so we have uh, several classes coming up. So how many of you guys want to like get everything that you need to know before 2022 starts? Yeah, all right, so here, we've got some dates coming up. Uh, 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 this uh, uh, um, next weekend, um, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. So that's gonna be in Houston, but we're gonna simulcast it. So if you guys would like to come via Zoom, you're welcome to come via Zoom. You are also welcome to come live and in person. Uh, we're doing a, a Texas-wide uh, online version December 17, 18, and 19. So if you would like, to, if you can't make December 3rd, 4th, and 5th, come December 17, 18, and 19. That's going to be only online. Or if you want to just push it out because you're busy with life and everything else, and we get it, but you want to get going as soon as January hits, uh, then uh, the dates for that, January 7th, 8th, and 9th, okay? So love for you to get signed up for those dates and I'll, I'll put them up again, January 7, 8, and 9. I saw some of you guys still writing. Uh, and I'll ask you guys uh, to go ahead and follow this link. So I'll put this link up on, uh, up on the screen. So if you wanna pull out your phones and we have a uh, free Wi-Fi here, Texas Ria's guest, Texas Ria's guest. Uh, you can follow the link and then on the link, you'll be able to uh, get signed up for that. Love to have you guys all signed up, registered for our next class. And for those of you guys who are having a little trouble figuring that out, you can just pull out your phone and then on your browser, just go to texasstarterkit.com, texasstarterkit.com. And we'll walk through here uh, and, and make sure you guys all uh, get ready and get signed up. Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.